Hey y'all, welcome to Unapologetic Faith. I'm your host, Sonya Taylor. I'm a wife, mom, registered nurse, and transformational life coach. After getting serious about my walk with Christ, I had this overwhelming feeling to share the word of God, but not only to share it, but to explain it in my own unique way where people could actually relate to it because that was once my struggle. What I did not expect was to get a little opposition when I started sharing my faith. But for me, that just kind of added fuel to my fire. As a result, I have gotten more bolder and more confident and fearless about sharing my faith. If you have a desire to grow your relationship with God, understand his word, and be bold and confident and fearless in your walk with Christ, Unapologetic Faith has you covered. Let's get started. Hey, this is Sonia, and you're listening to the Unapologetic Faith Podcast. On this week's episode, I wanted to talk about the heart. The Bible says a lot about the heart, and I'm not going to talk about everything that it says about the heart, but I will talk about a few things. And if you are someone who's listening to this episode, I'm pretty sure at some point in your life, you have experienced either heartbreak from a relationship or either a friendship. And yes, friends can break your heart too. And I know that from experience. And One of the things that I noticed, I've been studying the Bible for quite some time, and I noticed that it says absolutely nothing about following your heart. And we hear that a lot. Follow your heart. But if we're going to give the Bible any authority in our lives, and we know that the Bible is a book of instructions to get through this life, then I think it would benefit us if we listen to what the Bible says in regards to our hearts. And the scripture that I want to reference is from Proverbs chapter four, verse 23. And it says to guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. And let me just stop right there and say this, because I did mention that the Bible says a lot about our hearts. And In Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 9, it says that the human heart is the most deceitful of all things and desperately wicked. Who really knows how bad it is? Now, when I read that, that just kind of threw me for a loop. But we do know that there are people out there who are wicked and they are deceitful. And if you understand the enemy and how he works, then you will know that he's going to use those tactics to keep you living a life that's less desirable than what God intended us to live. Remember, he comes to kill, steal and destroy. And how do you think he's going to do that? Well, one of his tactics is to send people in your life (laughs) to distract you from your destiny and to distract you from your purpose and ultimately to distract you from living a good life. The enemy is not coming in a red suit with a pitchfork and pointy ears. He's coming to you looking like everything you want and desire. But remember, looks can be deceiving. And God says he looks, he does not look at appearances. He looks at the heart. 
And a lot of people are being deceived because they're looking at the outer appearance of people and not really looking at what's inside of their hearts. And let me tell you this, whatever is inside a person is going to come out. People can only hide who they are for so long. And so going back to my initial scripture, um, the book of Proverbs, chapter four, verse 23, guard your heart above all else where it determines the course of your life. If you guard something, that means you protect it. And why would God tell you to guard your heart? Your heart is the emotional area of your life. And so God tells us to guard it because every time something happens to us, it changes our hearts. It changes who we are and it changes our hearts. People that get hurt over and over again, it changes them. And I know that if you're listening to this podcast, either you have experienced it or someone you know has experienced heartbreak and it made them bitter and it made them harbor unforgiveness and hatred and anger um, toward the person that hurt them. And we all know that saying hurt people hurt people. And it's true. They do. And something I want you to think about if you haven't thought about this is that everything is always good in the beginning. All the relationship. I'll say this, not every relationship for but the for the most part, most relationships and friendships start out in a good place. But. But it doesn't always stay that way. Every relationship that you're in isn't supposed to make you feel bad. And every year we shouldn't be cutting people off from being our friends. And this is the thing that goes back to the enemy. He wants to keep us in this cycle of repeating the same thing. This is, again, a way to keep us distracted. From what God wants us to do or the type of life that we should be living. And again, this just came to me. The enemy is not wise. He's sneaky. That's why the Bible tells us to be wise. Use wisdom. Wisdom trumps sneaky any day, all day. And we have to remember that the enemy wants to block not only our destiny and our purpose, but he wants to block our blessings. And if you are walking around mad, upset and angry, that keeps you out of alignment with what God's word says. And so God says he blesses those with a pure heart, not a perfect heart, but a pure heart. And so if you look up the definition of pure, It says that it's free of contaminants. And so when I think about if you look up contaminated, that means it's something that's dirty. And so David told God or he asked God to create in him a clean heart and to renew a loyal spirit within him. And so in order for him to ask for that, he had to be aware that there was something not clean in his heart. And so if you are someone who's listening to this episode and you feel like you are you have been holding things inside of your heart then that is a prayer that you need to be praying for God to create a clean heart in you. 
And I know a lot of times people don't want to admit or acknowledge the things that are in their heart. And one of the things that I forgot to talk about was jealousy. That is another one. That is one thing that your heart can be contaminated with as well. Jealousy. And a lot of people don't want to admit to that. But here's the thing. God cannot help us with anything that we don't bring to him. Anything that you try to hide, he's not going to help you with it. And here's the thing. You're really not hiding it from him because he knows that everything is in. He knows everything that's in our hearts. And that's not what I'm saying. That's what the word says. Because if you go to um, John, first John chapter two, verse twenty five. It says no one needed to tell him about human nature for he knows what what is in each person's heart. So God already knows what's in your heart. He's just waiting for you to bring it to him and to confess it to him. So essentially, we can either be proactive in protecting our hearts. And if you've already gotten your heart broken, you need to do the things you need to do to get back in alignment with what God's words say. Hey, if you're a new believer and you just don't know where to start studying your Bible, listen, I got you covered. I created a really simple and easy to understand Bible study guide. All you have to do is click the link in the show notes to download it. Enter your name and email address. It's just that simple. Please don't miss out. Um, Download your free study guide today. So I am going to give you three ways to protect your heart and so the very first thing you should do is to pray for wisdom ask ask and pray for wisdom you need to be asking God until you get an answer is this a person from if this if this person is from you or from Satan if God if there's some new person entering your life listen please ask God If that person is from him or is it from Satan and he will give you an answer. And this is one of the reasons why it is essential to have a relationship with God and to have the Holy Spirit. One, because the Holy Spirit will let you know when something is not right about a person. You may not know exactly what's wrong with that person, but you will know that something is not right. And that's really all you need to know. Don't even try to figure it out. Just run. God knows what's wrong with them. Just pray about it and keep moving. And so the second thing you need to ask God for is discernment. And in culture, we say (laughs) red flags. And so here's the thing. Jesus tells us that you will know them by their fruit. He actually gives us the guidelines to choose the right people like in our lives. Jesus tells us not to judge people, but we can assess, evaluate and observe people. And so I am a nurse. And so by nature, I am trained to assess, observe and evaluate people for a living. And I use those people skills (laughs) even when I'm not at work. And so I want to just give you a little quick story about how we can know people by their fruit. And by the way, um, these are the green flags and they're noted in Galatians chapter five, verse 22 through 23. And it says, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives, love, 
joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. And I know somebody may be thinking, well, they can show me all of those things. Yes, they can show you all of those things in the beginning. Remember, in the beginning, things are always good. People are always going to show you the best side of them. But eventually, <laughs> anything bad is going to start to seep out and you will start to see um, the real person. Because they can only hide, you know, the bad for so long. And this is why it is so good to not catch feelings so quickly. You need to give it some time. And this is in regards to relationships. Also, friendships, like don't be so quick to call that person a friend. Give it time. Let them show you who they are. Assess, observe, and evaluate. Always. Which brings me to the story that I was about to tell. So I love watermelon. It is my favorite fruit. And so earlier this year in February, Sam's Club had some watermelons. And so I was like, oh my God, I want a watermelon so bad. I had been craving it. And so I'm going to buy this watermelon. And so I looked at the watermelon. It was nice and green. And... I have my way of knowing whether or not a watermelon is going to be sweet or not. And so this watermelon was green and then it had the yellow um, on it, that streak of yellow. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is going to be good. And so I got home and I cut that watermelon open and it had no taste. It was not sweet. It didn't even taste like watermelon. I don't know what it tasted like. And my husband was like, why would you buy a watermelon in February? This is not the season for watermelon. And I was like, well, I just wanted one really bad. And I really thought based on my assessment <laughs> and evaluation of, and observe, observation and my past experiences with picking a watermelon, I actually thought that it was a good watermelon. But it wasn't. Y'all see where I'm going with this? And so now it's September. And so by now I've had like maybe I've bought about maybe six or seven watermelons at this point. And but the thing that I'm trying to get at is that you have to look at fruit every season. You have to check the fruit every season because just because it looks good doesn't mean it's good. And so if you're checking to see if people are exhibiting the attributes of a person with good fruit, you need to be doing that every season, every so often you need to be checking. And if they don't check off anything on the list or if you that that's that's your way of knowing, hey, I better keep a watch on this person or maybe this is not a person that I should have in my life. And this is using wisdom and discernment. And the last thing I want to talk about is to stay out of your feelings. <laughs> 
God, God's intention for us is to live with our feelings, but not to be led by them. And what happens is, is when we lead with our feelings, then we end up choosing the wrong people. But remember, our feelings can our feelings can deceive us. But we have to go back to those guidelines that Jesus gives us to evaluate people, not judge people, but evaluate them. And Jesus did that himself. Jesus would often like sit back in the cut and he would like watch people. There is an example of that in the Bible. I can't think of it right off hand, but he watched people too. And he a lot of times he responded to their thoughts. He didn't even actually respond to what they were saying. He responded to their thoughts. Yes, their thoughts. And when I would read that, I was like, wait a minute. Jesus, they didn't say that. This says that he responded to their thoughts. So God knows what we're thinking all the time. He knows what's in our hearts. So there's really nothing we can't hide from him. And really, there's not anything that we can't bring to him either. But the point when you when you apply this particular um, word to your life you are going to you're you're protecting yourself it's it's benefiting you it's going to help you and i hope that we keep that in mind instead of you know stubbornly thinking that we can continue to go our own way i mean you can you can do whatever you want to we all have a choice but if you are a believer and you believe um, in Christ, then you have to be willing to let God lead you. And where God guides you is going to always be peaceful. It's not going to be perfect, but it will be peaceful. It doesn't mean you won't have problems, but it will be peaceful. And I know I'm saying that over and over and over again, because I really think that we as Christians think we think that God is going to shield us from everything. God doesn't shield us from anything. We're still going to get attacked. We're still the, the enemy is going to continuously come after us. But even though he comes after us, we still can be remain peaceful. And my thing is you can either do it with God or you can do it without God. Without God, it's going to be much worse. With God. You can chill, sit back and relax because, you know, God's got you. But we still have to do our part. God does his part and then we have to do our part. And and our part is guarding and protecting our hearts so that we don't end up living a life that is full of hate and anger and unforgiveness.
And here's the thing. People believe in God, but they haven't really trusted God enough to really surrender and let him lead them in life. Because it's just easier to say you believe something, but trusting something is totally different. Trusting in God is is really different. And you got to trust that he has your best interest at heart. And so anything that the Bible tells you to do, it's always going to be in the in the best interest of you and not God. God is already good. He just wants us to live a life, a good life until we meet him. And that's all. And so that is it for this episode. I really hope that it this helps somebody. And if you have not subscribed to the show, please make sure you do that. Download it and also share it with someone. I until next time, I will see you guys on the next episode. Bye. 